so important. What makes you happy? You know, that 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 that's the, the whole essence of life to me. You know, doing these endurance events, you know, makes me happy and giving making other people's lives better makes me happy. We are live, but let me just close something here because I'm going to hear an echo. There you go. What's up, Ironman Beyond community? Swimmers, cyclists, runners, Ironman finishers, wannabe triathletes, busy high achievers all over the world. This is Coach Shangri-La and Vinetta. Yeah. And we are excited for tonight's training because we have a special guest, JV from Texas. He's live today, he's calling, he's two hours ahead of us. And we are excited because today we are gonna talk about becoming superhuman at 50 plus age, to basically managing your time and excelling in almost all areas. Work, triathlon training, family and community while learning a new sport. And I know it's not just one sport. We're talking about swim, bike, run. <laughs> yeah. And then what's good about today is because we're not just going to be talking about that. Some of these uh, things that JV will actually share, you may also relate. One of the things that we are also going to talk about how to overcome your fear or any doubts that you may have in swimming or open water swim, or let's say you have bigger goals. How can you actually add that into your plate while managing stress? Because that's very important. Because, yes, we love triathlon or we want to be triathlete, but how can you even do that? I mean, training for a full marathon is already a lot, right? And plus, last but not the least, most importantly, without getting sick and without getting injured. Are you, are you guys excited? <laughs> so if you... If you are listening to this live or viewing it in live in your phone, your type uh, on your tablet, on your computer, say hashtag live so we know that you're listening live. Or if you're, it's a replay, hashtag replay. And of course, if you're seeing me or Vinetta or JV here, and you can hear us, okay? Tell us also. If not, please tell us because sometimes you know our technology is not working with us. Let us know also. All right. So let me tell you how we met JV. And actually, when I tell Met, we're, we're talking about Met Online. Although he has been with us since uh, May 2019, we've been talking a lot on the phone, on text message, on Zoom, and we have not met in person. <laughs> Hopefully someday, JV. <laughs> Hopefully someday. So JV came from a zero swim background. He was dependent on snorkel. And in fact, he was one of the members in Ironman and Beyond posting, hey coach, I swam 1,000, 2,000. This is the longest distance I've swum, 3,000. He was so, he's always very happy. It's like a milestone for him. But at the same time, he's very busy. He wants to be active. He wants to be challenged. He loves setting goals and he wants to achieve them. When I met him uh, in, online back in 2019, he finished a full marathon. He finished 50 yard swim. <laughs> he also finished 23 miles of riding. So, because we have that form and I asked him like, what are you, where are you at now? So those are his answers then. 
so he contacted me back in 2019 and he said, coach, I want to finish a sprint triathlon and I want that as soon as possible. And also I want to be an Ironman finisher. When? He said five years. So that will be 2024. All right. So we'll check it out where he's at in his goal. How does he feel about triathlon since then, which is 2019. As you guys all know, we had COVID uh, last year. It's at peak and races are not there. But today is going to be very inspirational, okay? There's a lot of athletes. So if you guys are one of them that you feel like, yes, that sounds like just me, you know, this, this particular train is going to be very inspirational because if David can do this, how about you, right? So go in the comments uh, below. Let us know if you can hear us. Please ask questions. This is a two-way conversation. It's you, I, JV, Vinetta will read uh, the comments, the question that you may have, all right? So, so it's not just us, it's interaction, all right? So I want to uh, start off quickly here. Who else currently is um, on their 50s trying to become a triathlete? But, and there's a blank. Maybe, you know, you, maybe you also had a back injury because that's what JB had back in many years ago. Maybe that, right? Or maybe I want to be a triathlete, but, you know, uh, swimming. That's me. You know, I've been wanting to be a triathlete. It took me two years. Is that you too? Let us know under the comment. Can you check, Vinetta? Yes. Yeah. So, um, or let's say you want to be a triathlete, okay? But I'm so dependent with pull buoy, lava pants, wetsuit, snorkel, like JV. I mean, back in the days, I was dependent with wetsuit. I cannot swim in the open water with wetsuit. And I know it's, you know, it's, it's that fear. Am I going to drown? Of course. You know, like who, who doesn't fear that? Well, some, some people are okay with that in the beginning, even though they're new. But I was one of them. I was dependent on wetsuit. Or if you're dependent, wearing on lava pants or having pool buoy in the pool because it's easier because something's going in your legs. Is that you? It's okay to be honest here. Allow yourself to actually admit it. Because when you admit and acknowledge it, then that's a start. Okay, looks like I'm here to take actions, right? Unless if you're in denial, then that's different. Or... Are you one of those who are actually super busy, just like JV, also have charity work, okay, of different side projects, okay, because that's what J how JV was, you know, back in 2019, and still now, actually, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let him tell you his story, but go ahead under the comment below, if you're one of those athletes, like, you want to be a triathlete, but you're busy, you want to be a triathlete, but you don't know where to start, it's just so much information online. You want to be a triathlete. You try different things, but it's just so hard. You always like make mistakes or maybe hopefully not so much hurting yourself. Okay, so let me see. let me just welcome some people. I'm seeing right, a lot see. of people uh, logging in live. Hello, hi, everyone. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Takis. Hi, Takis. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. Anthony. Hi, Anthony, Bob, Mauricio. Bob, Mauricio. Hi, Andrea. Welcome. Awesome. Awesome. There's, awesome to have you there's guys. There's Ashley, Sarah, Aubrey, Pauline. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. So, well, let's let's have Jamie now. Jamie, Jamie's two hours ahead as we speak. Thank you so much for your time. And congratulations again for achieving your recent back-to-back -back wins. Recently, I mean, that was only last month. You already have two. two we're in you, two triathlon races. And one of them is actually your first time in open water swim. You play stop of your age group. And then it was just last weekend, 
wherein you actually biked the mountains Saturday, 75 miles with 4,000 feet elevation gain. And then you went back again, okay? Six miles with 1,500 feet elevation gain. That was on Sunday. That was Sunday. And you're here and you're back to work and you're okay. And then guess what? Next week you have 5K. The next week you have marathon. I mean, it's back to back. Who does that? All right, don't you get tired? So let's welcome JV. How are you feeling today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, you forget kind of where you began. And, uh, but yeah, the, uh, I'll tell you a little background. I had been through, um, you know, when, when I decided I, I wasn't uh, Taekwondo. And so I had done some tournaments. I even went to England for uh, the world cup. So I really enjoyed that. I had about 10 years of Taekwondo and, uh, our studio closed. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, I was kind of left without, you know, something to do. And I've always wanted to do uh, triathlons. So I said, oh, I could do this. I could do a triathlon in probably two, three weeks training, you know, and I, <laughs> okay. you don't know what you don't know. And so I began, I said, well, okay, well, I'm, 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 a, I'm a runner and I probably just have to go buy a bike at Academy for, you know, $200. And, oh, by the way, I don't know how to swim. Oh, I could probably learn how to swim. I, I get into hotel pools, so that's the same thing. <laughs> and so I started, you know, going to the pool and it wasn't easy. I, I couldn't even do one lap. And I, then I started to realize I, I had fear of the water, very bad fear, like mm-hmm. panic, panic mm-hmm. attacks in the water. And so then I went to the local, in a town nearby, I went to a local um, swimming uh, place that did classes. And I took the four-year-old classes. That's where they put me in. Four-year-old. And uh, I, I, they really didn't teach me right because I couldn't even do one lap. I did the whole program oh. and it was horrible. And so then I went through two or three other coaches and I still couldn't swim one lap. And I started getting very frustrated. It was like a year into it. And so I said, um, I think I'm going to give up. And so I spoke to my cousin in in LA, uh, Gracie, and I was telling her, I know she was an Ironman and she told me about you. And I said, you know, this is the last coach. If I can't figure out how to do this, I'm going to quit. I can't. Uh, It's been a year of struggling and I couldn't even do, I couldn't even do a hundred yards in the pool. And, and you took a different approach. You, it wasn't about swim from here to the other side of the pool. It was, let's do these drills. Let's do this. Let's work on this. And, and then, you know, it, I, I think within a month or two, we did the first triathlon. It was really exciting. Yeah. And so that, that helped a lot. And um, so that was my journey. And, uh, and so um, I, I forget how many I've done now, probably what, 10, you think? 10 sprints? Yeah, you've been racing. We didn't, I, I think I did one last year because of the pandemic, but I did, uh, yeah, three or four the first year. And then I think a few this year. And so, yeah, I think nine or 10, I think I've done. And so of just triathlons, you know, and so I'm looking forward to next year because I'm ready to do open water uh, events for next year. So, well, you start, um, yeah, you start with nothing and then now you can't even count it. <laughs> How do you yeah. feel about that? You lost counts. Yeah. And exactly. you know, it's, it's really made me a different athlete. Being coached has really made me a different athlete because, uh, you know, especially with triathlons, you just learn. you know, you've made me learn so much about being a better athlete, you know, cause I have the grit, I have the spirit of an endurance athlete, but mm-hmm. you want to make, there's more to that. You want to make sure and not injure yourself, nutrition, when to rest. Cause you pull the reins on me sometimes, you know, cause I'm, I just want to be like a wild horse. Oh. And uh, so you pull the reins sometimes to prevent injury and you're, you kind of say, Hey, hold on. You're, you know, don't run or do anything tomorrow. You have to rest. And I like that because 
that's what you, you could take you to the point of, you know, getting injured, you know, and I, I don't even remember the last time I was injured. I think it was, I uh, had some leg issues, but God, I don't even remember. It's probably been a year and a half, two years. I, I, you probably don't even remember either because it's been so long. I hadn't been injured and that's great. That's really nice because that really, it sets you back, you know, uh, weeks. And so, um, the, uh, I think you froze on me, coach. Right. Looks like we're live. Part two. Who's ready for part two? <laughs> you guys miss us? Long time no see. All right. So hopefully everyone's still here. So really sorry about that. Something went wrong with the internet. So we had to restart our box, our magical box. But as I said, we have Jamie here <laughs> from Texas. Don't worry. I'm not going to start with the long introduction. But so Jamie is about to tell us a story about becoming superhuman at 50 years old, managing his time, excelling at work, triathlon, family, and serving the community without getting injured and while staying, uh, while learning the new sport. So rewind, JV, if you don't mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's resume. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the coaching with the, a particular coach is what really transferred transform me to be able to accomplish being a triathlete once I did then it just really um it was great because I I it, I kind of opened the door into triathlons and how different that is compared to what you know the taekwondo I was doing and I, I had done uh, marathons before so the the running so it really it, it it made me feel like I really enjoyed that I really enjoyed being a triathlete and so um of course we traded in the $200 bike for a real bike. And then now I got a real, real bike. Mm -hmm. nice. Don't mention the cost at my household. But um, so that, that is, uh, you know, and then just, you know, being able to do, I think I've done 4,400 yard swim nonstop in a pool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I've done two, I did two marathons for my birthday last uh, winter. Uh, and, uh, you know, two marathons back to back. So it's really prepare, prepare, being coach really has propelled me into a different endurance athlete. And so that's why I'm looking, you know, I, I, my weakness is swimming. It still is. I, I, uh, but this year, you know, uh, the previous tri uh, triathlons I did, I always got panic attacks at the start of a race. And so, cause I, you know, I have PTSD from being almost dying in the ocean one time in my mid twenties. And so the, this year was the first year we finally conquered that. And mm -hmm. so I, I really attribute all that to coaching. There's no doubt that I couldn't have done that without coaching because there's so much you don't know what you don't know. And so you could read all day long, you could see articles, but you have to have somebody experienced. Not only, you know, it's coaching, you being my coach has helped in the sport, but you've also been a life coach because you understand us hyper personalities are you know, personalities that are happy. We're like a little dynamite wrapped up <laughs> in a bag, you know, that we, we have to manage that energy and, 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 you know, and so um, that that's really helped, you know, life coach and athlete coach. And so that, uh, you know, it, one thing I really like about being coaching is when right before race, right the night before, you know, you have really nobody to talk to. You can talk to your Ironman friends or your triathlon friends, but to actually have somebody to say, Hey, what do you think? What's the plan? What's going to be my pace in the race? What's, what should I concentrate on the water? And oh, remember, you always get a panic attack at the start of the race. Here's what we got to do. Those things 
there's just so much value in that, that you can't put a money amount on that because that really, you know, it really makes you have a game plan instead of just going to the race and going all out with no plan that, that, that does, it sets you up for failure. So I think that's what really has helped me, you know, and of course, you know, the technology, I, I never, when I did marathons, I never had a Garmin and things like that. I just did them, you know, I just, cause that they were fun. 2019 only. Is it 2018? Yeah. That was very recent. Yeah. And so I didn't know any about that. You know, the Watts, what is, what does that mean? Watts, you know, now it's when I was doing the, this past weekend, you know, I'm doing 400 Watts at six miles an hour, you know, that you kind of go, Oh, six <laughs> miles an hour doesn't mean nothing. The Watts, I am really pushing my body to the limit of dying here, you know? And before that I would have felt bad because I was going six miles an hour on the bike. I would have said, Oh God, I'm a horrible person, horrible athlete. So, you know, all that stuff you've taught me and it's really, you know. Actually, um, Dave is saying about the uh, the double uh, two Ironman, but what he, uh, two, two marathon, but what he's talking about, he actually did on his birthday a 52 point, 26, 52.4, 26.4, yeah, 52.4, 52, excuse me, 52.7. That was the hardest part, the 0. 0.7. <laughs> <laughs> 0. 0.7 miles of running. And he did not just actually run that. So first of all, he wanted to be special. So it was for his birthday. He turned 52. That was back if November, December. November last year. November. November of last year during COVID year. And at the time, his intention is actually to raise funds for children with disabilities. And he so the Texas, yeah, the Texas Lions Camp in Kerrville, Texas for okay. it's a summer camp for kids for physical disabilities. And he raised at least $10,000 in that just one day, a special day. Help a lot of those. That's Congratulations. Impressive. That's very impressive. And then guess what? So he did 52.4 miles that last November. Coach, there's no race. Let me do a race. So while I was racing here, doing my Guinness World Record, he's racing on the other side of Texas. And then I was just so happy. And then the, he said, like, Coach, what about if I do half marathon back to back? Ooh. All right. Oh, well, it was the it was the twelve days of Christmas. There the you twelve go. days leading up to Christmas. Oh, we yeah. had to do something. So, <laughs> and that was December. That was December. So he did twelve half marathons in twelve days. <laughs> How crazy is that? He wow. did another race. He made his race right. He didn't need to wait for. Hey, I sign up for the race. Well, you know, you got to do something, and it's not like. He's slow. He was averaging, he averaged on that half marathon at two hours and 16 minutes back to back. Did you get a medal, Davey? No, I just did it on my own. No need for a medal. How, what did you get from that by doing that, JV? I Why was happy. I was happy. <laughs> you were happy. So you like setting goals and achieving them. That's, that's very impressive. I love it. One thing that you guys, uh, we haven't even touched is that he volunteers in the Lions nonprofit organization. It's a big uh, organization, it's international actually. And it was also last year wherein he, okay, it went through his lap and he became the governor, correct me if I'm wrong, for one year. And tell us more about like, what does a governor of Lions uh, nonprofit does? Does, do what happened is I, I've been a Lion, uh, Lions Club member since the late 90s. Okay. And so, you know, in those nonprofit organizations, when you do a good job, they promote you and it's all volunteer. 
And so uh, they had been asking me to be governor for many years. And I, I, I said, I never had the time. I just, I'm always busy. And so finally, the, you know, they, they, I finally said, you know what? Okay, I'll do it, you know? And so it's actually a three-year term of training. And then you serve a year for the actual Lions Club governor. And so uh, you're, uh, I was over about 600 Lions Club members uh, in, in Texas. And so uh, you basically, uh, uh, you know, you, you help them when they have problems with their Lions Clubs. And uh, you also are the middleman between the state and the Lions International worldwide. And so you're the middleman for them. And so it was very rewarding, but it was very, it, most people do it when they're retired because it takes a lot of time. And so uh, I, I, I would get frustrated because my training suffered, you know, but I still made time. I still made time to train because I, I, I'm a happier person when I'm training and when I'm doing endurance events. And so we were able to pull it off, but it was very, very difficult. And I had to really work on my time management. Yeah. He was doing at least one hour. He actually told me before he accepted a coach, this is what I'm going to do. Can you just give me one hour? And uh, it's not just that. Um, he was flying a lot. You were flying. You were like on driving, driving long hours. And it's you, you, you are a doctor. You are optometrist, right? And you own properties. And you have family. And you have training. With all that in your plate, did you get injured, sick? <laughs> No, Not I did like that. You know, here. Yeah. And you were doing the 52.4 miles. You were still swimming, cycling, and running. You did the half marathons. And, you know, I it, we talked about this one time that when I was a marathoner, I would always get sick the day after the marathon. I always did. Something happened to my immune system every time. And so, yeah. uh, uh, and now it doesn't. And so there's something, you know, the only variant in there is coaching. That's the only variant. Because I was training on my own, and then I would always get sick or injured after a marathon. Something happened there where I, I, I don't know if I would go all out during the race, or I, I, di I didn't have a clue what I would, what paces I was doing, you know. Uh, I would just go do the event, you know, and train and then do the event. But it always would get injured or sick after the event. So that there, there's definitely the only variant is coaching. Now that you're not getting sick... Now you're like, coach, let me do these races. You're just like, race, race, race. But then what's amazing about it is that uh, you're okay. And you're not even sore, even after that back-to-back uh, -back cycling uh, event that you did. Yeah, this weekend was tough. That's the toughest cycling event I've ever done. And so, uh, because the second day was on, on sore, tired legs. And we, we still had the six-mile, 1,500-foot elevation gain you know, you're straight up for 40 minutes, you know, straight, going straight up, you know, going, I think I got to three miles an hour one time. It was so steep. And, wow. and he was, he actually averages 230 watts. Part of it is uh, there's 10%, 12% grade. This one is second day. The first day he already climbed 75 miles and he actually course, he actually got a PR on course, but. Yeah. Cause I had done it previously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I was, actually wanting to know a little bit of what made you decide to go for oh, coaching yeah, in right. the first place like because for many people they're like okay i can just do it myself i can just watch youtube i'll just put in a lot more work I'm, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do and it you know i, I think some people have that talent i couldn't i couldn't do it alone and i'm a very independent man and i'm very independent on many things you know i've done you know everything on my own in my whole life you know everything i've accomplished 
And this I couldn't do alone. I could not do it alone. I see on online, you know, like some of the Facebook groups, some people say, I'm going to do an Ironman and they do it in six months. No problem. You know, that's amazing to me. I couldn't do it. I needed help. I, I And that's really hard for me to ask for help because I'm a very independent person. I never like to ask for help. That's, I guess it's culturally I was raised as that's a sign of weakness. You never ask for help. Even if you're bleeding to death, you don't ask for help. You know, I don't know if it's the old school, you know, thinking or old world thinking, but, but I had to ask for help and that was very hard for me to do. And I'm so glad I did, you know, because I would, I would have not been a triathlete without coach. I would have gave up because it was my third, fourth swim coach already. And I had yeah. swim coaches, swim coaches that that's their job. And, and they couldn't perfect. make me swim and on site. They were on site. They were watching me next to the pool and they couldn't make me swim. And so, this was remote with just what, videos. That is so interesting. So like, what was the, the reason, the number one reason that you, you were like, okay, I will trust this another coach online that you don't know that's online. It was uh, because of my cousin. She was an Ironman and she became an Ironman under coach. So you and that's why she said, you trust me, this is the way you're going to do it. And I Gracie! said, okay, I'll trust you. <laughs> I was telling Gracie, Gracie, you both have good genes. Look at Gracie <laughs> ramping up, crushing the races. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, that's uh, that's huge accomplishment um, of yours, JB. Uh, it's really because you said old fashioned, right? Because I've had those athletes who's like old fashioned. I want my coach to be here telling me like a military and then besides, you also have technology. You, you never had Garmin. It, I think it's like your last resort. It's like, okay, if, yes, it it was. That, if that didn't work out, I'll just that's do it. something else. I'm going to mm -hmm. go somewhere else, right? But, you know, once I asked for help, I really had to do everything I was told, okay. you know, because then it would have been my fault, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Gotcha, gotcha. It's like nutrition. You talk a lot about nutrition. I have to watch that. How, how's my nutrition? Because that's so important, too. It's kind of like think of it like a four, four, three or four legged table without one leg, it just collapses. So, you know, I was talking to a friend recently. She's a fitness person and she was uh, so surprised at our training as a triathlete. And she was saying, I don't even, she goes, you have to have clean food. You have to have clean, clean nutrition because you cannot have those workouts every week, you know, like this weekend. She goes, you have your nutrition dialed right in. If not, you couldn't do it. And you're really good about helping us with that. You know, always saying it's not just about the workout. It's like, what, what happened? What, what did you, what nutrition did you have? What hydration, you know, that, and I've, I never even thought about that with previous training, like Taekwondo or marathon training. I never thought about that. I mean, I've cycled in Texas. It's very hot and humid there. It's over a hundred. And then I, I was asking you, like, did, were you thirsty after that training ride? Mm -hmm. So I was, yes, I was very concerned. Well, I, I just saw a really interesting question from Andre, and I, I wanted to ask, <laughs> I didn't want to ask Jamie. So she's wondering what made you stop getting sick after the marathons? She said she threw up after her last duathlon due to the heat and nutrition. But, like, do you remember what made you, what kind of was the key maybe? Uh, coaching. I mean, that's it. Because uh, when, before I was coached, I never thought about a lot of things. For example, I do a marathon. I would probably go out with my friends the night before and go to a bar or whatever. You know, you didn't ever think about, did you get plenty of rest? Did you have the proper nutrition three days before, you know, did you get a massage? Did you, I mean, there's things that had no clue, you know, and, and now it's just, 
and and sometimes I get, uh, I'll be honest and I'll say it publicly. I get frustrated with coach because sometimes I think she treats me like I'm a pro athlete and I'm not, <laughs> this is a hobby, but I'm like, well, that's, 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 you know, that's how it's supposed to be. But I do get, like, man, she treats me like a pro athlete. You know, you're like, human. You're not a pro athlete. You're better <laughs> you know? than that. Come on. But, but, but that's, that's the secret to it. You know, that she does treat me like a pro athlete. Like, Let's look at every aspect. You know, there's sometimes I don't, hadn't even thought about emotionally what's going on in your life that that translates into your performance. You know, I never even thought about that. You know, like when I was governor, that that I, that I, I was so busy going, you know, to all these, you know, we had to go to banquets and, rep, you know, stand up, you know, be at the head table of banquets and we have to eat whatever they give us there. And then if I had too many of those events, then my performance and my training would go way down. And I had to mention that to coach and say, hey, I mean, just trash these last three days. I can't perform in my training. Wow. Or like in traveling, if you had to do a lot of traveling, we had to say, okay, where are we? Are, do we have access to a little gym at the hotel? Do we have a trail where I can run? There's no biking this weekend, things like that. Um, we're talking about also superhuman. And I'm, yes, I know you as not being satisfied or just being average. It's like, you got to be always big. It's like, you know, you have, you always raise the bar. What, tell me more about that character of yours, Jay, because I know there's a lot of other athletes in the group who actually share the same thing. Yeah. They don't want to be average. Like, to me, I, I'm uneasy. Like I try to like, just be there, but I ended up like, oh, you know what? That's really me. I, I'm not happy. If I'm not doing my best. Yeah. You know, the, the problem is I think there's something wrong with me. Um, I, I think I have like a different gene in there because when I'm, when I don't do these endurance events and things like that, I get depressed. I really do. I don't know. I'm truly think there's something wrong with me because that's pushing the envelope and getting like looking at death in the face. I mean, I mean, literally that's what makes me happy when I, when I just do work and going to work and, and not, it, 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 I get depressed. I, I, and I think that it's definitely a one percenter quality, you know? Uh, and so this before it's it's probably more common than you think mm-hmm. i think a lot of people can probably relate to that no, i think i think the triathlete community it's more common there because yeah. it is such a hard sport you know anyone here who can relate like what jv is saying are you one of those it's just like that G- that dna that you just want to be always aiming for something big and if it's just like oh i'm just gonna finish this one do whatever you know but then when, when you, once you started knowing that, hey, it is actually possible to be aiming big, then you start like, Ooh, all right, here you go. Let's do it again. Good, good, good. Okay, so that's, that's amazing. Now, one thing that I wanted to also talk about is about your swimming because you started from, we talk about you overcoming that fear. <laughs> what do you think are the aspects? Because I know there are also other athletes, like I was one of them. Like it took me two years before I actually signed up for a triathlon because I, didn't I think also it's not only the fear of the water, but also my age, you know, because uh, uh, yeah. I'm middle age trying to learn that sport. It's such a technical sport, too. Uh, once I learned that it was a technical sport, then I'm like, bingo, I, I became a better swimmer, you know, yeah. and you don't know that when you get into the water, you don't realize your body position, how you're pulling the water, you know, um, the uh, the importance of drills. You don't realize that without a coach. You, you you look at a video and you're like, I can do that. I can I can do that video, but then you can't see yourself how you're doing the 
the, the video. And then you have a, a professional swimmer doing the video. That's who usually does those videos. It's not an average person with a little bit of a gut, you know, that's they're trying to swim, you know, it's not, you know, it's like a super slender athletic person that's been swimming since they were four years old. So I think that also helps that, you know, the, this, you know, trying to, your, your mindset of, oh, that's what swimming is about, you know, and so. So you, so you basically like that you were able to approach it in like little bits. Components. Components. Little, little yeah, and at first, you know, it's very difficult because they're like, well, how's your legs? What are your legs doing? What's your knees doing? What's your body position? Are you pulling the rock? And you're like, oh, my God, it's so much. I'm trying not to drown here. That's what I'm <laughs> trying not to do. But then after you really – now I do that when I swim. I'm like, well, how's my body position? What am I – you know, but in the beginning, it's very difficult. You, know? you sound like a very good student of mine. Good job. Yes, you got to know what everything's doing, like the hip, the shoulder, your body position. It's very, very important. Yeah, but you don't learn it that way. That's probably yeah. what it was referring so, to uh, in, in small. Yeah, when, what my four-year, when I went to the four-year-old class, that coach uh, was, was saying, good job. You made it to the end. And I'm like, I didn't learn anything here. And she's like, well, you made it to the end. You have never made it to the end. That's the four-year-old class. And you didn't drown. You didn't swallow water. And it's like, what? You know, it was very frustrating to me because I wanted to learn. I wanted a different level, a different level of knowledge. And, you know, the coach just telling me, go back to the other end now and don't drown on the way back. Oh, good job. I'm like, that's no value to me, you know? Wow. It's funny you said that because I'm the opposite. When I'm actually training a person, like the goal is not to get to the end part. The goal is for you to do the right thing right now. Like we need that particular breathing on the <laughs> side. I'm going to top you because I don't want you to repeat that habit. It's not about getting fast there. I need the right way right now. Yeah, it's funny how you, you start even with. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because that's not. <laughs> you, you start with like not moving at all and, and they're know. already doing the things that they need to be doing. That's yeah. And that's surprising to a lot of people. How about um, overcoming open water, the fear? Because I know yes, this is that's important. very scary how, to me. How is yeah, that? That's right very now? scary. Yeah, I know that's you so did scary. Open water last time in the river. Yeah. that was your first. Yeah, it was really a mind thing, you know. Tell and us and more uh, about that. yeah, it was a mind thing, but I had to count on my training. So when you show when I showed up, I said I had to talk to myself and say I put the work in, you know. Uh, I have the training, I have the skills, I'm going to be okay. And that helped tremendously, you know, before, and it was only 300 yards, you know, but to me, that was huge because it was, you know, that was nonstop 300. I've never done that. So mentally I had to tell myself. And then, you know, when I'm in there, I'm starting to rock like a boat and I've never experienced that. And that was really odd, you know? And so uh, I, I felt so happy after I got out of there. I, I was so hyper. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so now I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to take the next step to, you know, and I, and when I remember I, I, when I interviewed you, I said my short-term goal is a try, mm -hmm. do a try and then a sprint. And then my long-term is an Ironman. So. Yeah. Um, you do, you were actually even treating open water, a monster. You might still be treating it that way. But yes. yes. Been, but it's better. I've been doing it's a lot of self-talk and then trusting. Yeah. Do you mind just kind of like, if you don't mind, just elaborating just to help our athletes, like how do you go by that? Like, for example, let's say what you did, open water, 
first, you know, the triathlon with open water. How did you feel during the week? Were you doing anything besides training? Like, Well, you know, let me take you back. When sure. Every time I would get into the pool, because uh, I almost drowned in a, in, a, in, a, in a beach. I got in a rip, caught in a rip current. I didn't know how to swim, and I almost drowned. And so uh, it was during a hurricane. I shouldn't have been in the water. I went in the water with snorkeling gear on, uh, the, the one you buy at the little dollar store. And I got caught in that rip current during a, tur- a hurricane. I almost died. So when I w- whenever I would get in the pool, the water, I would be, you know, the water would be at my chest and the water would raise all the way to the ceiling in my mind. It was really weird. And so imagine trying to learn how to swim when you're seeing the water fill up the room where the, the pool is, you know, an indoor pool. And so that over time started feeling better and better. And so the first time I went into a diving pool, the pool looked like it was 500 feet deep. Wow. And like, I could see like, you know, like algae growing down there and it's just the pool. That's why you call monster. <laughs> yeah. So it, it looks like a, like big, open jaws about to eat me it was really weird it's sub subconscious and, and it's getting better you know it's getting better i haven't had that this 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 year was the first time every time i jump in deep pools no issues you know no issues at all so it's been really hard it's not just about the skill but it's the mindset too that's being also, conquered no no hyperventilation none of that either. nothing no wow. yeah that was one of the problems when i would get the panic attack I couldn't breathe, so I had to go on my back during the race. It was really embarrassing, you know, because the people are going around you going, what is this guy doing? You know, backstroking it in the race. And so it would take me like 100 yards to finally get my breathing under control. It was very frustrating. And we never quit. That was the most stubborn thing. I never quit. I said, I can't quit. I have to conquer this. Anyone else is relating to JV? That's amazing. As of right now, if you're very afraid of the water, you know, a lot of mindset work that you guys are still doing, share it in the group. What have you been doing that, you know, you've been able to actually overcome that? So at least other athletes who are still also struggling that can hear, like, what's your tactics? What did you do? Right? One of the things that JV said is uh, trust the training, that he put some work. And every time, a lot of self-talk. A lot of self-talk. Good. All right. Uh, another question. Another question. So what, going back to coaching, I guess, let's see, what would you say made the biggest difference for you working together with Coach Angela? Like, what would you say is made the biggest difference during the actual coaching, the things that she did or taught you or whatever that that she was able to you know what one thing i there's so many i, I could talk to you for five <laughs> hours about how much i love her oh um, baby uh, the, uh, pick the top one top one top one yeah, the, the one thing i like is that she adjusts to life your training that's mm-hmm. so important to my life when especially when i'm busy because i'm like hey this happened you know for example i i try to get up every day at four or five in the morning to train and some nights you know i'll have some friends over and we'll stay up till one in the morning can't get up the next day and she's understanding to that say hey i had a long night i'm sorry i was horrible and stayed up light and i could not get up boom the training readjusts for that or hey i was really busy i I had a horrible day at work i got home felt like crap you know threw some furniture in my house i was so upset i had a horrible day at work boom (laughs) adjust the training she's not like 
you still have to go train. I don't care what's happening around your life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's real world coaching. It's not like here's a spreadsheet, check off all the training. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world around you. That's like so awesome to have a coach like that, you know? And but she also says nothing's happening in your life, why aren't you training? You got to train because you get in a slump where you, 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 you take two, three days off because something happened in your life and then everything goes back to normal and then you stop training because you want to start slacking. She's also there like you see her up on the hill with the whip and she's like, what's going on? There's nothing happening in your life. You're, you're slacking. You're getting off your training track. Yes, coach, you're absolutely right. Let's get back on track. And I like that too. So it's just the right amount, you know, of pressure and but also an, an understanding that it's a hobby we're busy people we're professionals in our jobs and that so that i like that that's a really cool thing you know nice which which no other coach ever had that with me because i still have you know friends that are you know they're coaches running coaches and they give you a training plan and they just get it off the internet and they put it on there and say here's oh you missed your run yesterday okay we'll just go on with continue with that program you're like well that doesn't make sense You, you missed this you know if you're training for a marathon you missed a 22 mile run Oh, that's okay. Just go. Well, then that doesn't make sense. You, you're not accomplishing. You don't, you're not accomplishing the fitness by, you know, adjusting that. And you could hurt yourself too. You could hurt yourself too. And it mm. can be very stressful. Yeah. Skipping important key workouts. Yeah. You can't really progress that way. Okay. Uh, you know, she, coach is real good about, Hey, you know, this, this ankle or whatever, just an example, this ankle's acting weird. Oh God. Okay. Let's watch that. Let's pull back on the training a little bit. Let that, you know, let's let, that's a warning. Let's not make that an injury. And, you know, and, and that's pretty neat. Instead of saying, Oh, ignore that. Keep training, you know? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. How can we recover fast is the question actually. Cause Hey, we have a, you, you said you have a race. What do you want on that race? Cause sometimes, you know, if you have a race, we have to be clear with your goals too. Mm-hmm. And then you have been much better actually in planning the races, telling me ahead of time rather than surprising me. Coach, I have a marathon next week. <laughs> now I'm like, no surprises, which is way much better. So thank you for that. Um, so see, I know there's a lot of athletes who are also very busy. We talk about your swimming, your fear, okay? And also your charity work and all your other works as well. What we would love to know, how do you do this? How do you manage your time? How do you keep yourself sane? You know, I have to be real um, good about, um, if, I, for example, I have a big whiteboard calendar, uh, calendar in my bathroom. So oh, when I get up in the morning, I look at what's happening and I have to be real organized to, to make it happen. Uh, and so uh, I have that, that morning calendar in my bathroom and then I have a calendar at work. And so I, 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 sometimes I can't pull it off. Sometimes it's, it's too much. And so some, I have to, I've had to be real good about saying no because I'll have friends call me and, Hey, we want to do this. And so many people know that I can put together. I'm real good about organizing community, organizing things. So yeah. a lot of people contact me, Hey, can you put this on this event? And I'm, I can't, you know, I have, I've had to be better about saying no, uh, because I, I just can't. In the old days I was able to, to say yes to everything. And then my life was crazy and I, I wasn't very happy. So I've been better about saying no and seeing what's important in my life, you know? And, and so, uh, uh, after I stop being governor, I still get Lions clubs that call me and think I'm, I can solve their problems. And I try, but sometimes I tell them I can't. I'm not the governor anymore because I developed that relationship with those Lions clubs. 
gotcha. but uh, but yeah, it's really you have to really be organized and 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 learn to say no. Very important. Learn to say no when something, yeah, when something doesn't make you happy or something doesn't goes with your goals, say no. That's so important. You know, for example, hey, let's go drinking. Uh, you know, it's, you can do that, but look at your life. What's happening? I have a, for example, I have a marathon this weekend. I get invited to go drinking this week. No, that's not, you know, or a triathlon this weekend. No. What? Yeah. Antisocial a little bit because I'm a triathlete. That's, that's, you know. How about, uh, let's go 5k run race this tomorrow morning. Yes. That makes me happy. I might do it. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. All right. Good. Are you guys taking notes? I hope you guys are have a calendar in your bathroom, <laughs> calendar in your in, at your work. Be able to say no. Know your priorities. Okay, do things that makes you happy. That's based on your goals. So looks like you're very clear with your goals, JB. That's what I love about you. Now, okay, so now let's go back to like, okay, so if you still remember how you were in triathlete, uh, as a you know wanting to be a triathlete back in 2019. And then now you've come a long way. You've, you've actually lost some weight too, a lot of weight, being toned up. Now you're telling me, coach, I don't want to lose more weight. <laughs> I need to like lift more weight and eat more. But, um, and also, you know, like now that you actually have one in your age group, now that you have more confidence, how does that feel? Like that's how, did you even think about this one? No, it's it's a totally different world that you opened up. You know, it's really awesome. I because because that goes right with my personality. You know, that's what makes me happy. And and you know, to conquer these hard things. You know, just just the 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 six mile climb we did Sunday on tired legs. I was able to accomplish that. And you know, you get a hat. They give you a hat, a finisher's hat for the. It was like forty of us out of the three hundred cyclists that finished it. And uh, it's like, this is, this is mind blowing. I can't believe I have this fitness, you know, because you, you, when I, when I showed up at that race, I, I was in the very back of the crowd of the 40 cyclists. And I'm like, I shouldn't even be here. I, uh, I'm a beginner triathlete, you know, the, your mind starts. And so once I started cycling, I was like, wait a minute, I can do this. Holy crap. I can actually pull this off. And, you know, just adrenaline dump on your, on your, on your body. Of, of, you know, this, all this training paid off. This is amazing. And, you know, it lasted like, I'm, I'm, I'm like two, three days, the, the happiness and the, you know, the joy of, of seeing your work produce results and, and everybody's different. I guess like if somebody likes golf and they win a golf tournament, that makes them happy. I'm not a golfer. That doesn't bring me happiness. I've tried it and it's like, no, this isn't challenging enough. This is not extreme enough for me. And so, uh, so it's, it's just really awesome feeling, you know, to, to, to be a triathlete. And, and, you know, I can just imagine what it would feel like to finish a 70.3 or a half or a full Ironman. Wow, that is going to be incredible. Let me show you actually before, because uh, this one is very recent. We're talking about this just past weekend. Day one, sub five hours, going for 15 miles per hour, PR 75 miles with 4,000 feet elevation gain, 175 watts average power. And the next day, he, he had to wake up again. Actually, the day, uh, on day one, he fell on his bike. Something went wrong. And then day two, he said, like, 
tell us how how was it waking up on day two? Did you feel like you're gonna go or not? Yeah, you know, I, I fell on um, mile sixty five. I fell, just tipped over because uh, when I laid my bike over at the aid station, my chain came off, uh-huh. and so the 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 highways are the highway was so steep, you know. So we're on this aid station on the side of the mountain where it's so steep. So the chain came off. So I clipped in one foot and then I pushed off to get momentum to keep going uphill. And that as soon as I pushed off, the back tire just locked up. And so I was trying to unclip and I couldn't because it was the street was slanted. The highway was slanted. So I fell into the pavement sideways into the pavement. And of course, you know, with every 25 people watching, it's so embarrassing. That hurt more than the busted knee. And so um, I was so worried because I said, this can't happen. I can't get injured during. And so it was just it was just a superficial wound, you know, because the next morning I woke up and, and I really couldn't walk on it, but I still showed up. I said, I, I can't not show up. And, and thank God it wasn't a serious knee injury. It was just where I fell on the pavement. But yeah, that was really scary. I, I, I was really worried I wasn't going to be able to do it. So. And he's doing okay, actually. But uh, day two, he, he did very well. Uh, he was going all the way to 235 watts. Wow. And this one, you know, the highest grade was 10, 12% grade. I checked his training peaks and even his, uh, his, uh, his wife was having a hard time just walking up. And this one is right after. Yeah. That was very impressive. Wow. The watts. <laughs> yes. And, and see, before I started, when I first started cycling, I didn't even have a clue what that meant. You know, so it, like, yeah. you, like you didn't have, you didn't even know what power. Yeah, is. So I knew, I knew my FTP and all that because of you. And so I knew, I'm putting in the work I'm working, I'm doing 110% here for this event, you know, so that really helps you mentally know that, that, man, this is, I'm doing good on this, you know. What does your, uh, your daughter or your uh, wife think about you, about you accomplishing? Because I know they saw you and there's something that you, you've shared to me, if you don't mind about like, it has taught her some lesson. Yeah. She's kind of seen how, you know, she, she mentioned a comment about how you, you do the work and then you see product of that. Mm-hmm. And so that was really neat because I've been, there's a small hill near my town where I just would go up and down this hill as hard as I could and during my training. And, and, and some, one time I came home and mentioned it at dinner and she was listening. And then later that evening, she said, oh, you see that doing those hill repeats, it paid off. And I was like, wow, that was cool. She just learned a lesson about, you know, getting results from putting in the work that was really neat they're watching you. yeah she's they're a teenager watching you. they're watching they're you <laughs> the people in the community all right so what are you most excited about accomplishing moving forward now that you're here at this point what's mm-hmm. what's ahead of you well you know the the whole goal has been the long-term goal has been the iron man so you know by doing the two back-to-back marathons that was also a test for me to see how would I react being 12, 13 hours on a course, you know? So I kind of see that, Oh, I, uh, Oh, I was able to do that. Also, you know, I've done 112 mile biking in the heat in the Texas heat. So then I said, Hey, I felt great. I'm able to do that. Uh, um, you know, the swim I've done the 4,400 in the pool nonstop and I felt great. And so I'm thinking, man, this is, this is building blocks, you know? And so I'm really excited about the future. I just, you know, my weakness is, is what open water swim, you know, what, what's going to happen? What's going to, what's my brain going to do? Because it's very subconscious, the panic attacks, you know? And so, as you know, a lot of times I read articles where people die in the water because of panic attacks. And that's, man, that really makes me, you know, 
it, it's like, wow, I really got to control that. I got to, my swim, my swim fitness, my swim, uh, uh, how well of a swimmer I am. I really have, have to really dial that in, you know, and that's the goal of this next year. Yes. And, uh, we, you know, everyone, we've been talking, uh, JB and I have been talking about this. I've been sharing to him. And if you guys are listening to this, I too had the same instance where I am already a strong swimmer, but then there's this subconscious still reminding me, you used to not know how to swim. You're going to panic. This one happened before. You know, it, it took a while, but I kept just showing up, kept reminding myself, looking at the training. And this is the same thing that I keep telling JB. These are the things that I tell JB before the race, just really feeding. So if you guys are listening to this and you have that fear, use those wins, small wins during workouts. Remind if, yourself. Yes. And if I did this one, and I overcome it, and then just building stuff. You're doing amazing, JV. You have not shared about the cycling that you were thinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to do another charity event for the Texas Lions Camp for the kids with physical disabilities. Uh, next uh, spring, I think April, May, I want to do 200 miles uh, from the, the camp where the kids are all the way to the state convention where they're going to hold the big Lions state convention which is going to be from Kerrville to Abilene it's 200 miles of hills so I'm going to start training for that 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 that's really scary event but I'm going to train for it I think I might be able to pull that off so very inspiring so everyone did you just hear that JV just created a race for him or created a big goal an actually bigger goal than an Ironman it's a 200 mile and with purpose he wants to raise funds for the Lions um, profit organization. Uh, you know, it's it, to me, it's uh, I've noticed that when you do something uh, like there's many aspects to the uh, events like that. Like, for example, when I did the double marathon, some people said it's impossible. No human can do that. Nobody can run 50 miles nonstop. And, and, and so it attracts an excitement instead of saying, can you give me five dollars for this? Mm-hmm. summer camp for fit kids or fit. Well, some people do that but when you say would you like to be part of this humongous thing you know and they they just people just jump on board and so that's what i want to do with that 200 miles i want people to think that's impossible it's it, no human can ride a bicycle 200 miles through the hills because it's really hill it's called the texas hill country so it's real hilly there hill yeah the hill country and so it's central texas and so you know the I think that hype you build, they go, I want to be part of this, you know? So the double marathon was 10 grand and 10,500 raised. And so the camp was so happy with that because they, you know, the, the kids attend the camp free. So we provide the money and the camp is free to the parents. And so all the kids with physical disabilities get a camp for them uh, uh, compared to those kids can't go to a regular summer camp. You know, because those camps are not made for kids with physical disabilities. This one is only designed for kids with physical disabilities. And they get to go free for their parents for a week. So That's amazing. Do you guys hear why I love coaching and helping athletes just like JV? Now he has been an example, a leader, inspiring people, individuals, not just athletes, but actually his community being the leader that, hey, it's possible. 
You raise funds, help out nonprofit organization, the children with disability. Isn't that amazing? So he doesn't wait for a race. He does it like, what can I do? What are the big goals? So I hope this one really has inspired many of you. Like, don't put limitation. You could, just like JV, he's been just creating things. Hey, maybe I'll do this. Guess what? That 200 mile that he, he said right now, I did not say that. That's him. Because he got the win on the 52.4 at the time. That was his first ever ultra, by the way. He started for full marathon only. He did not go 50K. He went all out. And he did that. He actually said, hey, coach, I'm turning 52. Maybe I'll do 52. Okay, let's train for it. And then now, 200. <laughs> Who else can create goals here? Like out of the norm, just create it. Even if like, can I even do that one? But guess what? He knows that he can train for it. Is that right? Good, good. Well, from Feisty Facts Coaching, JV, we are very proud of you. I know it's just the beginning, okay? So much growth ahead of you. You got that 200 mile. I know that 70.3 is coming up and the full Ironman will be up. It's coming there. For every one of you in Ironman and Beyond who have watched JV's story, who have been inspired. This is what we do with Feisty Fox Coaching. We're busy, high, busy. We help busy high achievers crush the races, no matter what levels you're at. We love working with athletes just like JV has big goals. And sometimes it could be impossible. <laughs> you know, some of the athletes who come to me, coach, can I do a 70.3 in six weeks? I have not gone to the pool. <laughs> There's, there are athletes like that. If that's you, but you have big goals, you know what? We actually give you free 15 minute call where we just basically, okay, what's your goal? What are your top challenges? What's stopping you from getting there? Maybe we do have a free training available already in Ironman and Beyond. If you look at Ironman and Beyond, there's a lot of free training resources there. Or on that call, okay, we don't sell you anything. But, you know, what we give you, our value, wherein maybe what's stopping you is because you just need to do time management. Or you could probably be inspired by just listening. All you need to do is that to know that another individual did it. Just like this training here, you know, knowing that other athletes were actually in your shoes. And that's why we do this live training. So we can actually help you out, encourage you, hey, coach, can I get that 15-minute call so I can just talk and give me just homework so I can like, you know, sometimes athletes just need a push. And then, no, it's up to you if you do the work. And also, that's also a time for us to determine whether I, we can help you because we don't help all athletes. Okay, we help busy high achievers who's ready to actually go get their goals right now, right now, take actions right now. If you are aiming for something, wait, 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 maybe, you know, just let's do more of the live training, learn on your own or, you know, get on a call. Okay, so let's ask JV. Okay, let's ask JV. JV, is there anything that you would want to share to us in terms of like, if an athlete is coming just like you, what you have experienced, what are the top two things that you have advice for them? Uh, the main thing is, uh, and I've kind of, it happened to me in middle age, is do things that make you happy. So important. What makes you happy? You know, 
that 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 that's the, the whole essence of life to me you know doing these endurance events you know makes me happy and giving making other people's lives better makes me happy those are the two things that you know i try to strive to do every week you know being really awesome shape you know one of my the guys i look up to is david goggins you know i i i want to be like him when i grow up so you know that's kind of the mentality i have like david goggins and try to make the world better for people you know for, for people that are you know disadvantaged or or you know uh, under un, you know underprivileged and so those things you know that's kind of my mindset and you know uh the second thing is, is you know if, if you're a person that likes to set goals you know make sure that you have the tools to make those goals you know come come to fruit and so because the you know the it's very frustrating when you have a goal and you can't achieve it so you got to really analyze break down what, what why am i not you know so those two things is my advice you know the two things that make you happy and then you know if you're a goal person which i'm assuming everybody on this call is you know say what what tools do i need to make these goals you know come to you know come to reality jb you're inspirational you're amazing there's like there's nothing that you cannot do you just excel and just your time management i am just so honored and humbled you know because you inspire me and you you tell me that you're i'm your life coach but honestly you teach me life of the way I witness you. Like, how does this guy do what he does? And he's still not getting sick. He's like, a, he's a superhuman. <laughs> he's a superhuman. I want to be like him, actually. So, yeah. So, if you guys want to have just a, have a call, you know, just put down, comment below, superhuman, call, coach, help me out. <laughs> All right. So, everyone i hope you guys enjoyed this one i know it was part two we got a, some internet problem today i'm glad we got it all down and i'm really happy if you enjoyed this one we will be having another one every wednesday at 5 30 p.m pacific time we will see you there thank you again jv have a good night bye <laughs>